I think West Ham are going to be struggling this year, especially at home. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Threesome Pod. We are the FPL podcast that saw this weekend coming. We really did. Uh, I'm Phil and with me we've got Ant. Hi Ant. Good evening. And we've got Mike. Hey, how we doing? Not bad, not bad. How, how are you boys doing? The, the weekend uh, has just finished, the game week. It's Monday night. We've just seen the end of the Liverpool Arsenal match. Uh, how have you both got on this week, Mike? Uh, do you want to kick off? Yeah, I did okay. Um, yeah, not too bad. Fifty-two points was was what I came with. Uh, came up with in the end, um, but not too shabby. Um, uh, the highlights were Fernandez somehow flagging twelve <laughs> points out of that game on Saturday. Um, Captain Kane so doubled up five to ten. Calvert Lewin came good for me again and a. Uh, a six-pointer for Seamus Coleman. The the one I was really pleased with actually was Meslier in goal for Leeds, um, who uh, I bought in last week, who had a man of the match performance. So um, he's one I'll be uh, I'll be sticking with going forward. There were some disappointments. Mitrovic again, um, the the one week I actually play him, he, he manages to come in with two points. But um, uh, after having him on the bench last week and him scoring uh, a couple of goals, but uh, all in all. Not massively disappointed. I think the big the, the big one for me was Wolves. Um, I bought in Traore and Cody, um, thinking that, that uh, playing West Ham would guarantee me some points, and uh, that was far from the case. I think a lot of people uh, tripled up on Wolves, didn't they? It's mm-hmm. a common theme, on certainly on Twitter, on the sort of template team, three Wolves players, and they didn't really produce the goods, did they? No. Expect- uh, the- unexpected. <laughs> you did. You did warn us last week, Anthony. I warned us all. Listen to some sound advice, listeners. That's all I can say. Mesley was an inspired pick. Uh, did you see the save he made? That yeah, the save from Lundstrom. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, save of the season. I think they're calling it already. Uh, after just uh, yeah, a couple of weeks into the season, but um, yeah, it was an inspired pick. I, I looked at the games they'd got and. Um, he was one of those options in 4.5. We talked about them last week. And um, yeah, happy, happy, with my, happy with my choice. I mean, the, it's the best save I've ever seen a six-year-old uh, man <laughs> I was say, make. He looks about 12, doesn't he? He's a very fresh-faced young thing. And he's not tall either for a goalkeeper. He looks very, very small in that big goal, but that was an incredible save. Mm. Yeah, very happy with him. Very happy. And how did you fare? Yeah, it's very similar to you, Mike, actually. 51 I've got at the moment. And... Um, I was helped tonight as well by Lacazette, who scored six points, and Jack Grealish with a massive eight. But um, other than that, a lot of my points came from my back three, actually, ironically, after the amount of goals we've had in the Premier League so far. So Dallas, Coleman and Walker-Peters all scoring six. Other than that, I got the captain completely wrong this week, Kevin De Bruyne, and he with four points. And of course, Raul Jimenez scored uh, for Wolves at the wrong end, didn't he? So he had an an OGA. So a big fat zero for him. So it's a pretty low-scoring week all round, wasn't it? We haven't got... Sudden or anyone scoring four goals or Harry came with four assists this week. So I think the, the average is going to be, I think, in the, in the low 50s. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a low one. I mean, you've had Lacazette since the start of the season. He's only owned by about 5% of players. That, that's an excellent pick. I've actually had him for the last two weeks. He scored both weeks, boys. So, um, again, listen to the voice of wisdom. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a really, really odd pick. Um, mm. But, but <laughs> he came good for you. So, um, so fair play. 
yep, feeling quite smug about him. Whether it, whether it will last, uh, who knows? But um, so far, so good. Phil, how about you? Well, it it looked like it was going to be a bit of a nightmare week, didn't it? Um, I, if you remember, in our fantasy threesome punt, um, I got shafted for the second week in a row, and uh, listener <laughs> James. James Whittle Hall uh, decided to red card Dominic Calvert Lewin, uh, which meant I had to put him to third place on my bench. Which interesting, frust- interesting. I thought that was a, a double barrel name, benching yeah. a double barrel name. I don't know yeah. if there mm. was some kind of. They all stick together. Yeah, or do they? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there was some kind of rivalry there on the double barrel names. But um, uh, but yeah, he, he had him on. But did he? He came on for you, didn't he? Well, this is the irony. Uh, as it happened. My big push for last week and the week before was uh, Daniel Pedence, and he was injured. Uh, he came out injured. Uh, news started coming through the day before their game, and so my two non-playing defenders also obviously didn't play. So Calvert Lewin came on for six, uh, so that would get added on. So I've actually ended up on fifty-nine, which I'm really happy with um, because Salah Salah's got an assist tonight. Uh, Alexander Arnold got an assist, and Alexander Arnold should get three bonus points unfortunately i had son who got one and uh i was all aboard the bamford train so overjoyed oh, to see him gosh. score again i don't think oh, mike's gonna leave that one down is he oh it's oh. driving me mad oh it's driving me mad. Me. honestly boys he will be <laughs> anyway i'll leave it for later i'll leave free it for free. later yeah yeah and that that'll be the last of it i'm sticking cool. by the fact that for me he's going to be last you know this season's pookie from last season Pookie, the goals dried up very quickly, didn't they? He had a flying start. Everyone brought him in and then the goals dried up. Won't score again this season. Well, <laughs> so, Patrick, Patrick Bamford, will he score again this season, Mike? No. Brilliant. No, he's useless. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Wow. However, was, he is, he is um, seventh grade violin. Well, there well, you go. He looks like it, actually. He looks like the sort of um, player that is well-educated. Private schooled. Is it? Yeah, he look, he does look, yeah, you can you can pick him, can't you? You can yeah. pick him. There you go. Wasted the, as a Premier League striker. The highlight of my team this week uh, was the biggest disappointment in my team last week. So patience is a virtue. Uh, he didn't even get uh, any minutes last week, but Mares got me twelve points this week. Um, mm. So I was glad of the City double up in the midfield. But now I've got a problem. Uh, with Son, which I think a lot of people have, and uh, I'm sure we can discuss what to do with him later in the pod. Uh, and I, I mentioned the fancy threesome punt. How did you get on this week? Well, I did really well with my with my pick. It was a really good choice. I was really pleased with it. And till the player rolled their ankle in the Carling Cup during the week and didn't play. So my choice was Jay Rodriguez of Burnley. And, uh, yeah, he didn't even play because he was injured. Blimey. Okay. Well, uh, I'm pleased to say that, uh, in the interest of fairness, I had a word in Roy Hodgson's ear and said, let's leave Jeffrey Schluff out. It's not fair on Ant. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, did, didn't make the matchday squad either. Phil? Well, that means that I had the chance. I had an open goal, really, to win this. And then, uh, would you believe it, Daniel Pedence gets injured as well. So, between us, we freak. We've picked three players, none of which have played, which I think sums, which sums up our um, ability on this. Uh, do you want to just run through the idea of the, the fantasy threesome punt? Yeah, so each week, each of us pick a player who's got less than 2% ownership, who we hope is going to either score or keep a clean sheet or at the very least, at least play some football. 
Um, so you, the listeners can get involved with this as well. Um, the hashtag is Fantasy Threesome Punt, and the Twitter handle is at FPL Threesome Pod. And so, for example, I in the first week picked Joel Ward, who uh, kept a clean sheet for Crystal Palace against Southampton. So I got to pick a listener to pick Phil's captain, hoping that they were going to pick someone who wasn't going to do very well for him. And unfortunately, that listener, who I believe was Mickey Race, picked. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who then got a hat-trick against West Bromwich Albion. Unlucky so, loser. Boys, Mike, do you want to tell us, or tell everyone as well, who is your pick, your punt for this yeah. week? Yeah, so he's been on the periphery of, of things so far, um, but came on and scored a bit of a worldie last night with 1.9%. I'm hoping he's played his way into the team. I'm going James Madison. Yeah, it's a good, good call. He's only seven million, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not starting, is he, at the moment? But he's came on and scored an absolute beauty, didn't he? Yeah, he hasn't been starting, but I think when he has come on, he's uh, he's been quite impressive. So, uh, yeah, I would like to think um, that uh, at home to West Ham, as is my uh, as is my plan, <laughs> at home to West Ham, uh, he could well assist or 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 take some goals. I mean, even a sub is. You know, that's almost a win compared to last week's picks. Well, yeah, yeah. Minutes on the pitch would be great. Yeah. Uh, who have you gone for, Phil? Uh, well, I've tried to be shrewd on this. Um, tried to get someone who's just under 2% now, who I think people will move to now Son is injured. And that is Lucas Mora, currently only owned by 1.9% of people. And I believe his price um, was 6.9 million. I think he'd gone down. Mm. I think so I think he may well be worth a shot and hopefully he can get me some points. Who has Spurs got this weekend, Phil? Oh, that is an excellent question. And uh, <laughs> I will tell you the answer to that question. In I can tell you. They've got Man United. Away. Yeah, but I mean, Brighton beat Man United. Uh, well, they should have. Well, they, they didn't, didn't did they? They, they lost did. to Man United. Well, Palace beat Man United at home. There you go. Yeah, I mean, but... Brighton drew of Man United and then the referee decided that he didn't really want a, a draw on his hands. So, mm. I mean, do we want to briefly... Hands uh, being the operative term. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and mm. who's, who's, your, who's your pick? Well, um, I've also gone for a Leicester player and me and Mike seem to keep picking players from the same team, don't we? Uh, um, I've also gone for a Leicester player. I've gone for... T-Lemons. Yes, 1.9% ownership at the moment. Tucked away a nice penalty at the weekend. Um, and yeah, I'm quite surprised he's got such low energy because he is starting every week at the moment. And as Mike mentioned, Leicester home to West Ham, so you'd fancy them to potentially come up trumps there. So, so we've got Tillemans, Madison, and Lucas Mora. Okay. okay, and don't forget to send in your punts, uh, hashtag fancy threesome punt. We do like seeing them come in. Um, no one won. No one did very well this week. No one saw this weekend coming. It was a whole weekend full of bewildering results, bewildering issues, and a lot of penalties. Yeah, is there any games that you watched over the weekend that stood out, gents? Well, I think, I think the Brighton one, um, for fairly obvious reasons, was, was a great watch as a neutral. Um, but Brighton played ever so well, um, but <laughs> but but the drama at the end with the with the whistle being blown and uh, the penalty and of course I had 
I knew that I had Fernandez. So that made it all the more interesting. And it's great, actually, as a neutral, um, you know, it's one of the wonders of, of uh, FPL, isn't it? That you can, uh, you can be watching a game that actually you don't, you're not particularly uh, vested, have a vested interest in, in either of the teams playing. And yet um, I was high as a kite when I, I saw him score that in the, well, 90, 90 plus 10. That's a hundred. Yeah. hundred. Ninety plus ten. Yeah. Hundred. I've done it. I've been on countdown. Thanks. Um, yeah. Um, hundredth minute uh, penalty. Uh, happy day. So, yeah. It, it, it's a bonkers game. Um, it was a bonkers game. I think that the rule is absolutely bonkers. Um, uh, and I, I echo Roy Hodgson's comment after his game, where he said, "You know, how have we allowed ourselves to, you know, to get into this?" Um, it's mad. I don't know if you saw Mr. Tickles had to retire. Uh, I, don't know if you've seen <laughs> I that. did see that on Twitter. Um, <laughs> that was genius. Um, he's, he's had to retire. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. But, the, but that for me was the game that stood out. I, I, the, what you guys? For me, it's got to be Leicester um, against Man City. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it had, it's similar hallmarks to when the year uh, Leicester won the title. Remember, they went to Man City and rocked up there and, and won by a similar scoreline. I don't think anyone saw that coming, but City defensively, I mean, they gave away three penalties. When was the last time City gave away three penalties at home? I think I saw that was the first time they conceded five at home for 17 years. And I think the first time a team under Pep has conceded five at home ever. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as I said last week, expect the unexpected. And that was Gosh, definitely one of them. It's going, to I mean, it's going to wheel that out from time to time, Phil. I, every I, week. Yeah, uh, they're a team in transition, aren't they, City? I, th- I think it's, um, you know, they, they've had some of the stalwarts leave over the last what, uh, 12, 18 months and <coughs> replacing them with, they're not replacing them necessarily with the finished article, which is quite interesting given the amount of money they've spent on some of these players. They're, they're buying prospects, they're buying potential. Um, so whereas they're not bringing in the Galacticos that maybe a, a Barcelona or a Real Madrid would, uh, I guess that's part of the project, but um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting season because you know a lot of people were were making City favourites for the league, and doesn't look that way just now. Well, they haven't got a striker, which makes it slightly harder, and uh, they pushed Sterling up, and that didn't really work. Um, shout out to our, our mate Rich, who captained Vardy. Um, wow, what a shout out! Yeah, in- intelligent that. Um, but yeah, it was a very strange result. And when it got it got back to did it get back to three two, then it just because I don't know four uh, two wasn't it? Ake scored. Yeah, Ake scored. Yeah, it's it's a strange old game. The game to start for me was the one which I think so many uh, FPL managers sort of banked a lot of you know they hoped their points would come in on uh, was the West Ham Wolves game. Mm. I mean, it was an utter annihilation and a real kick in the teeth that Jimenez got an own goal as well I mean for yeah I think I mean I had I had Jimenez as well which is a nightmare it's just it's just a bewildering weekend of results and we, we did say that Jimenez does get a goal every game and he he stayed true to that absolutely is there anyone that straight away I mean the tactic of targeting sort of weaker teams uh west ham you were suggesting might but they've just they've just won four nil mm. uh fulham anyone else you're worried about I, i'm kind of thinking burnley are uh, trouble 
Uh, West Brom for me. I know that they um, they did go three 0 up against Chelsea, but they've again another record here. They've conceded the most goals in the first three matches, so eleven goals, which is a Premier League record. So defensively, they look all at sea. And you know, when you when you're having to score that amount of goals to get anything from a game, and how much will that that affect them? I think we we discussed this at the weekend. Should Chelsea's equalisers or not, you know, and I think they were mentioning last season it wouldn't wouldn't it wouldn't have done. So um, I think. I think I think all of the promoted teams, well, West Brom certainly and Fulham. I mean, Fulham to lose at home, three 0 to Aston Villa. I think it's going to be a long, hard season for them. Yeah, the, the chairman came out after the game this evening and, and apologised. It was very odd over social media, apologised for the result, um, and took responsibility for the fact that he was trying to recruit two centre backs, but has had problems recruiting them. Um, which is, wow. is very unusual for a chairman to come out and, and, and speak like that. So if you're if well, I mean, you're mad if you've got Fulham centre backs in your in your team. But if you have, heads up, heads up. There's uh, there's there's new blood incoming over the next week or two to replace them potentially. So um, yeah, that, you know what that does to the the centre backs that they've got at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I think they they are. Oh, I'm sick of using this term on this podcast because they'll go and win now. But I think they're nailed on to go down, um, Fulham. Uh, the, the team I actually worry about a little bit looking at the the game this weekend i know they somehow got a point but but you know chalk and cheese newcastle what where, where is the consistency i mean they they were brilliant against west ham um since then they've been dire i mean they were dreadful at home to brighton and, and... don't make puns just just because he gets conceded the penalty that's not <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think i think newcastle are a bit of a worry i shipped out wilson last weekend i've got um uh jamal the sales on my bench but i i wonder if um in fact no it's a different jamal jamal lewis um on my bench but i um i may well be shifting him out too Well, talking of players that have been shifted out, let's move on. I'm going to be uh, looking now at some players whose prices have dropped and they've had rocky starts to the season, but I actually think might give a bit of difference to some of those teams. Like I say, on if you if you spent your whole life typing about fantasy football on Twitter and and being in a conversation with other FPL managers on Twitter, you could all end up with a very similar team. And, and let's not forget the game is about doing your own thing. And, you know, if you've got the same team as everyone else, you, you're going to all get the same points. So you're not going to climb above them. You need to have someone different. So I've, I've had a quick look at some of the players who have dropped in price, who are cheaper than their starting price now. I'll play the sort of Harry Redknapp role, I'll put my arm around them and, and <laughs> cheer them up, you know, um, but there's some players here that have gone down in price and have got the potential to do very well in teams, especially as we're getting some injuries now. Uh, Son's injured. You've got Pedence potentially injured and he, he was in a lot of teams. So some sort of movement uh, might be helpful to some of these players. Um, so I'll, I'll quickly uh, crack on with that. Starting with Jared Bowen, who's, who's gone down to 63 million and he really he you've tipped him at the start of the season didn't you Mike Jared Bowen yeah he was he was well he was my uh fancy threesome punt uh week one so uh yeah I like him his goal record at Hull was was fantastic in the championship um he's made the step up took him a little bit of time to adjust 
Um, but uh, he, he works the channels really well. And um, yeah, for sure, he's got goals in him. So yeah, 6.3 is, is, is value. I think, um, I mean, you can kind of look at who they're, I think they've got Leicester, Leicester next week, Leicester away, is it? I mean, their, their run is, is, a, is abysmal, I, I would say on paper. You know, they've got Leicester, they've got Spurs, uh, they've got Man City, uh, they've got Liverpool, uh, and and then they they play Fulham, but the next four, it's a tough run. But but I mean, I'm thinking this season, that doesn't really matter. I mean, <laughs> you you could be playing anyone, and anyone can win. It's good old football, but with some weird handball rules. And and ultimately, with with <laughs> with, with the midfielders and the strikers, you you don't even need a win. You just need for them to goals. be scoring some points. You need some goals. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I saw people kicking off in the Wolves game when they were because they were a couple of goals down fairly early on, weren't they? Mm. And mm. people were kicking off on Twitter saying, "Oh, I can't believe this! I've got Jimenez. I need to get rid of Jimenez." I mean, you've got the rest of the game. He's not a defender. Don't worry about it. Mm. Just yeah, chill, chill your boots. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some big players who have dropped in price. Mares is eight point four, which I think's an absolute steal. For someone, even if he plays, I don't know, two thirds of the games, I think he's still an absolute bargain at 8.4. He's dropped. Um, Ings is 8.4. Again, he's still cheaper than his starting price, and he's do He's producing the goods, isn't he? He scored again, didn't he? The weekend against Burnley, he scored the winner. So um, he he's always got goals in him, Danny Ings, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he really d- has. ditto Mares. I mean, Mares is a, is an interesting one. I think if you're looking for value in that midfield. Personally, I'd be looking at Foden. I, I don't, you know, you're you're still only paying six point five for Foden. Um, so I'd, he's a I'd different maybe, player. He's a different player, but his his goal records, well, yeah, is is about the same as Mares over over the last twelve months. If you look at you know appearances, uh, goals for appearances, I'll put this on record. I don't think that Foden is very good. Wow. Oh. I mean, it's one thing for me to slag off Patrick Bamford. It's quite another to uh, to write off one of England's, well, probably England's greatest young prospect in a decade. I just don't, as a fantasy aster, I don't think he's as attacking as he should be. Okay. So that's my opinion. Um, I mean, it's not to say I won't put him in my team if I'm desperate for a City asset, but I don't think he's... I don't think he's as good as spending a bit more on Mares. Mares loves to get a shot away and mm-hmm. is very dangerous. He's on some set pieces. Mm. You know, I think scored there's scored a beauty, didn't he, against Leicester? An oh. Absolute rocket. Yeah, what? I mean, he couldn't have hit the corner much no. more precisely if he tried. Um, other players, uh, Mason Mount. He's slowly ticking along, six point nine million, and with all the changes at Chelsea, you kind of thought that he might get you know, put to one side, but he's dropped in price. Frank loves him. He Frank does. absolutely loves him. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He'll find a place in him for his, uh, in his team for him. Yeah, there'll, there'll be... You won't find no a place in him. him. It's not that sort of... <laughs> oh, gosh. No. Despite, oh, wow. some, despite some of the followers we've had, um, he will not find... <laughs> it's not that kind of pod. It's not. Uh, well, you say that, uh, just wait for my sweary 11 that's coming in a, in a little while. I can't um, wait for this. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, he will find a place in his team for him, um, for sure. Uh, and he looked really good. He was at the centre of everything good that Chelsea did 
on Saturday night. And for such a young player, he's, he's bossing people around. He, he wants to set pieces, so he'll mm. take the set pieces. Mm. He's got a lot of big names around him, and he's, yeah, he's still managing to get that sort of title. He's, he's title is the wrong word, he, you know, importance in the team. where he Authority, I should have said. Mm. He, um, he can take them. Uh, a couple of other quick, quick calls. Uh, Sadio Mane has completely gone under the radar of everyone last season I had him and Salah as a combination and this season I just can't afford it because there's so many midfielders but he's come down in price he's only he's still 11.9 million but he's he's just so good he's <laughs> excellent he's an he excellent player tonight. yeah exactly and I think he's a huge differential. He's not in many, many teams. Um, the only he's in ten percent of teams at the time of recording. When you compare that to Salah, who's gone up in price to twelve point one, who's owned by thirty eight percent. You know, he's if you could get squeeze both in, I would. I have looked at how possible it is, um, but I'd hate to. I'd, I'd have to get rid of him and us to do it. It's something high press, wouldn't you? But again, when you when you look at that in terms of the value, I mean, Mane again tonight was was almost un, unplayable at times. So, you know, if if Salah's not firing, Mane normally is. So, um, when you've got that kind of differential, he may be one to look at. You know, he's he's got twenty four points in in three games, and uh, that's bound to continue that sort of um, result throughout the season. Uh, Couple more then, couple more. I've got Che Adams, who's who's I don't think's very good. No, but he's starting for Southampton and he's five point nine million. Mm. Either of you tempted? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, controversially, uh, Ryan Fraser has dropped in price. Mm. I I couldn't morally put him in my team, obviously. Um, as he's a not fit, fan. is he? It's not How fit. Is he wasn't he? even on the bench, was he? On for against Spurs was he have I, have I got that wrong that was an interesting one because he played midweek scored and then was deemed not fit enough mm-hmm. um, he is a player that has struggled with match fitness down the years he was always seen to be carrying a knock of some description uh, so yeah I don't know when he came to Bournemouth he, he just used to eat pizzas and kebabs and Eddie Howe had to sort of teach him what food was didn't he yeah. Very simple. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I, I could say so much, but I won't. Yeah, no, of course you, you can't. <laughs> okay, la- last one. Last one. There's a bit of a punt, but bearing in mind we've got this this weekend of fixtures, and then I believe there's an international break, so he'll have a bit more time to get fit. But Christian Pulisic, who last season mm-hmm. was excellent uh, in the after lockdown. He's dropped down by 0.2 uh, of a million to 8.3 million. He's just what Chelsea are missing, in my opinion. Yeah. Either of you, you yeah. consider putting him in and trying to get some of his points early? I think he's... I mean, I had him for a lot of last season, actually. I mean, certainly the second half of the season. He was just fantastic, wasn't he? And everything for Chelsea went through him. I think he'd be one I'd keep an eye on. I don't think I'd immediately throw him in. But um... 8.3 for me still still feels pricey. When I had him in my side last season, he was he was valued at 7.5. Um, and in a midfield that wasn't awash with very expensive midfielders. Um, I think prices for midfielders have jumped. Um, so I'm not sure how competitive 8.3 three for Pulisic 
is right now. But um, he played he played as a number nine, didn't he, at the back end of the last season? So although he's down as a midfielder, he he was right behind the striker. Yeah, you've got Havertz that will play in behind the striker now, haven't you? So I wonder if Pulisic will be forced out wide. I, I, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure at this stage. He's yeah, he's one to keep an eye on, as Ant says. I, I would say. Mike, you you teased it. Um, you've been spending your working day uh, looking at uh, a different type of fantasy football eleven. Uh, do you want to tell us all about it? Yeah, well, look, in, inspired by um, a, f- a few elevens I've seen. So you mentioned uh, week two. You referred to the hair eleven that you'd come up with the prettiest hair. I think it was. Uh, there or thereabouts, anyway, that would have beaten all of our teams, actually, had you gone ahead and, and picked that team. Um, then we look at the uh, the Fantasy Threesome Pod Mini League, um, and in fifth position, um, we referenced them last week as well, Lewis Pearson um, sits with a team solely made up of current or uh, previous Spurs players uh, and previous Bournemouth players. So um, unless they play for Spurs or Bournemouth, they don't get in his side. And he is above all of us in the league, sitting there pretty in fifth. Um, our, our friend, uh, Harry Brennan, came up with a, a pop star 11, uh, which we uh, may well reference in a bit more detail in future pods. So I then set to work um, on, well, I've actually picked three sides and um, I had a food 11, a drink 11, and a bit of a naughty, cheeky, sweary 11. Uh, which one would you like me to go with? And you were straight back, both of you, with the, yeah, let's do the sweary 11. I'll level so, with you. I thought it was rude 11. I thought it would be... Um, well, it's quite rude. Swearing well, is quite rude. What I, what I would say <laughs> is that this podcast is a clean podcast and... Well, it uh, was. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't like swearing. I, I'm not an advocate of swearing, but um, the, the, the gauntlet was laid down by you to... Well, it wasn't really, was it? I, I just came over it myself. But um, you, you laid down your own gauntlet, and yeah. Um, so, and so I'll, 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 where possible, I'll not say particular words. But if you are listening with children in the car, um, now might be a time to pop the headphones on and have them watching some Peppa Pig on your on your mobile phone. Um, so uh, we'll start. I'll ease you in, guys. Ease you in with the goalkeepers. Um, I've gone for Ruddy. John Ruddy of uh, Wolves. That's that's not so bad, no. I, I was so so sure you were going to go Ariola if it was a rude. <laughs> no, uh, my backup keeper though is Joe Shart, um, which <laughs> <laughs> um, for for those um, for those not familiar uh, with the term, um, it's when you follow through on a fart. Um, wow, that's uh, just, okay. Just, just so people know, this team will be entered into the league. And, um... Sorry, will be, yes. Yeah. So we'll see how it fares against our teams this week. Um, it, was, it was competitive in the, in the goalkeepers, actually, to be fair. I had um, Paolo Gisaniga as well, but I... Um... <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I didn't, didn't, oh, he, didn't make, wow. he didn't make the cut. So anyway, um, let's move to the back line. Um, I've got the whole squad. Uh, we'll start. Um, he's done very well for Villa so far. Matty Gash. Um, it's, <laughs> oh, it's there. Oh, wow. um, oh, got to go out with a warning on it. This could have to go out. Yeah, with just yeah, means you got to tick the tick the box that says explicit. I don't just think you have. Episode. I don't think you have. 
Uh, are you ticking the box or not? Because otherwise, I don't know whether I say this next one or not. No, you carry on and I'll decide whether I'm ticking the box. All right, Virgil van Dijk. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the Captaining the side, obviously, um, from Leeds United, we've got Cock. Um, <laughs> he's playing straight down the middle. Um, Tyrone oh. Minge was, I mean, that was oh, a, that was a oh, difficult wow. one. Gashing and Minch. Oh, oh, no. uh, and completing the back line, I've got um, Aaron Wank Basaka. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, I've got so much work to do on ticket boxes. Uh, at least, I tell you what, after we record this, you boys go to bed. You boys go to bed. I'll be up for a couple of hours uh, just oh, trying to sort this out. Uh, okay. Sure the police are not going to do it this rate. Let's I mean, I might just the... find a bleep um, sound. That would be good. Oh, oh, uh, okay, so we've got uh, midfield. Um, uh, a couple of Sheffield United players, actually. Again, I'll ease you in. Uh, we've got Burke. You know, That's lovely. That is, people Burke, that is top draw. Yep. Uh, yeah, of a similar vein, I've got Leicester. Uh, I've got Pratt. Perfect. Mm. This, yeah. is, this is my sort of level of abuse. This is um, fine. Sander Bugger. Um, oh. from <laughs> if you're Australian, that's not too offensive. Okay, good, good. Um, and then I I've can got, confirm our, our listeners in our, in Australia are minimal. It's it's a shame he's injured, but I've got son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is probably the best use of a lunchtime ever. Yeah, um, and then finally uh, in midfield from Brighton, I've got. Uh, Leonard Tosshard. Um, (laughs) 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 It's not big or clever. Uh, uh, Okay, and then it it cleans up a bit from this point, although I'm dead against blasphemy. Obviously, got Jesus up front, Gabriel Jesus. Um, uh, I've got Patrick Damford, um, uh, and then yeah, I'll go with uh, for West Ham up front, fucking Haller. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, um, so uh, that's my sweary eleven. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I don't know who, quite who's going to start. Obviously, I've got Son is definitely injured. Um, uh, but yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> I mean, where, where do we go from there? Where do we go from there? I mean, um, I mean, I've got the food and drink. We could have just, we could scrap this and I could put the food and drink 11 in there. No, no, you save that till next week. I'm sure everyone will be keen to hear that. Sander Berger. I mean, it just, it translates quite nicely through. Um, but yes, yeah. it does. Well, he's everywhere. I mean, he's everywhere. He was in Harry Brennan's musical 11, uh, Christa Berger. Yes, indeed. Yes, he was. Yeah, he's versatile. Versatile. Uh, so there we go. Yeah, there'll be... Uh, uh, playing against all three of our teams and everybody else is this week and we'll see how they, they would have fared uh, in, a, in a one-off week league. Uh, week league, that very much is our league. Yes, um, yes indeed. <laughs> right, let's move on. Uh... Anthony, Anthony, what have you been looking at this week? So, and they made me think about this. This is um, the week's you've had an absolute mare with your captain and not always through your choice. So I'm just going to tell a story about a few years ago when I deliberately left my triple captain token right to the end of the season. I was feeling very smug about it and I'd gone for Sergio Aguero. Now that week, uh, Man City had had a double game week. They had Sunderland, I believe, and West Ham. 
and I was all prepared for it. Triple captain is starting, saw the team sheet come in, great news. And then about five minutes later, spot he wasn't playing. And he'd managed to get injured in the warm-up. So my triple captain got a great big zero. And uh, then my, <laughs> um, my vice captain that, that uh, season was also injured. So my triple captain token was completely wasted. And it just made me think about the times where, maybe through no fault of your own, you've had an absolute mare with your captain pick. Boys, have you, uh, have you ever had that or come across that? Oh, we get some, I mean, not just captain picks, just, just picks in general. My, my memories, uh, luckily, short, I've got short-term memory issues. So uh, even though I've had many, I couldn't tell you any of them. Um, but certainly this season alone, I've had some terrible player picks. I've had uh, in three, three game weeks now. And in those three game weeks, I've had five players that have ended up in my team at the end of the week who haven't even played um, so it's been a tough, tough start to the season. But captain-wise, I've been lucky because even when a listener has picked them, they've done all, they've done all right. I tend to do okay with captaining, but I'm pretty average. You know, I'll, I'll generally get a return on a four or a five-point week and, and double that up. What I don't seem to ever be able to nail down is when somebody's scoring a hat-trick. So I know that, Phil, two weeks on the bounce, you had your captain score a hat-trick. I never ever seem to get that right, ever. Um, Do you chop and change your captain? Yeah, yeah. You see, I don't have. If I had Salah, I'd captain him probably nearly every week, but I don't have him. Um, I have a fair spread, um, but I look at it's. It's about the fixture for me. It's about the opposition, which, as we've we've discussed already, maybe isn't the best tactic right now. But I look at who who they're who they're playing in particular um so uh this week i had kane at home to newcastle which which made sense but had he been away at man you know if he's away at man united this week i wouldn't be captaining him um because that feels like a tougher game um is kane your your biggest sort of champagne player this season yeah well i've got him and de bruyne and fernandez they're the three um uh they're the three however um as we'll come to later, I have actually just shipped Kane out controversially. After last week, um, I remember on the pod, you mentioned that you had to squeeze him in. You, you couldn't do anything about it. You had to squeeze him in. It's a one-week only transfer. Wow. Coming, straight back, coming straight back in again Saturday night. Was that part of your 14-week plan? Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. Yeah, one transfer this week is Kane out. I won't Who's say coming you. in? Well, well, okay, well, I'll tell you. It, it, it's well, I my... mean, it's... Nice to see some advice from such a wise man. Well, he's my he's my pick, um, and that is Vardy. Uh, he's home, chasing chasing home, the uh, points. I'm chasing the points, and I'm chasing playing West Ham. Home um, <laughs> to West Ham, Vardy. Uh, it kind of feels, yeah, it feels like a a, a home banker that one. So um, he's my he's my pick at all costs to get Vardy in. However. Upon transferring him in tonight, which I, I have done, I do see that he's had a small knock. Well, he was, ha- he was holding his groin a lot yesterday. We, you well, know. Yeah, <laughs> wow. back, back to the sweary 11. So, so, was, so was Aaron Wank-Bissaka. Oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. So he's, he's my pick this week. Do you want to hear my... Can I hear your pick? So the, the, the theme we should explain to folk at, at home um, is pick, persist, and pull. Uh, so P 
players that you have to get in at all costs. Uh, and what are you what are you saying this week on pick? Well, uh, pick for me is Raul Jimenez. So I know he had a mare uh, this week, but uh, I fancy they've got Fulham at home, as we've discussed Fulham. I think we all fancy him to go straight back down. They're at home. You know, the old bounce back. I fancy him to get his usual goal. And I actually think he might get more than one this week. So for me, I'll be getting Raul Jimenez in at all costs. Okay. Phil, what about your pick? Uh, well, my pick is someone we mentioned, uh, someone you mentioned, Mike, I think in our first part of the season, and that is Pereira of West Brom, mm-hmm. who is on every set piece, looks incredibly dangerous. West Brom are going to ship loads of goals, but he is, I mean, they're scoring a fair few as well for a newly promoted team. Uh, they've, they've, played, they've played Everton and Chelsea so far, and they're both tough fixtures. But coming up, they've got Southampton away, Burnley at home, Brighton away, Fulham away, and then they hit Spurs at home and Man United away. But, I mean, like like we said, fixtures at the moment seem to mean absolutely nothing. But he would be my pick, six million. Um, he's someone that you could go to from Son if you've got Son and you need to ship him out because he's injured and that'll free up three million pounds for elsewhere in your squad. Uh, with the exception of Kevin De Bruyne, nobody in the top four leagues in the last 12 months has assisted more goals than Pereira. Excellent. That that backs me up. All right. Uh, Let's go to uh, Persist then. Someone that you should be clinging on to this week, uh, despite maybe not having performed too well. Um, I've gone with Willian. Now, um, I shipped him out last week. Um, But I think Willian for this week is worth having in your team. He's still only eight mil. Um, and in terms of fixtures, uh, Arsenal have, uh, who have Arsenal Sheffield got? United Sheffield United at home. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he's worth persisting with for at least another week. Uh, and a lot of people brought him in in game week two off the back of the, the uh, result away at Fulham. They've got, they've got a tricky run of fixtures after that. They've got city away, Leicester at home, then Manu away. Yeah. So just, but cling on to him for another week if you've got him. I would. Yeah, I, I would suggest uh, if you're going to persist, um, I'm going to suggest you persist with any four million defenders, whether they play or not, um, <laughs> because don't waste your money in defence. Because, I mean, apart from West Ham, there's not many clean sheets. Uh, oh, and Villa. I mean, you can't pick these clean sheets. You can spend a fortune on trying to pick players who might keep a clean sheet. Unless you're going Trent or Robbo, I wouldn't bother with defenders. So just save your money. <laughs> Get zero instead of minus one like Cody or whoever did this week. Uh, uh, so persist with having terrible non-playing defenders or very budget ones. Little little young Dunn at Burnley, something like that. He's cheap. Mm. Persist with cheap defenders. It's all about Mitchell, isn't it? Everyone's got him. Everybody's yeah, got yeah. him. Uh, and persist. Well, funnily enough, snap. Mike, mine was Willian as well. He was someone I've mm. had in since since the start. Who I was actually debating whether to take him out. Looking at the fixtures, Sheffield, Sheffield United at home. Sheffield United, who haven't actually scored a goal yet this season, which is a bit mm. of a surprise. But yeah, Willian was someone I'd, I'd earmarked as someone who, who I was going to persist with. Another one, Abamyang. Now I know he's a lot of money. Um, just returned two points tonight, but again, home fixture. You would fancy him to potentially pick up some points there. So I would be looking at some Arsenal players in your team this week. But yeah, William was the one for me as well. All right, let's talk yeah. about 
Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry Phil. Just really quickly, go back to Mitchell. He's, he's still owned by less than 25% of players when he has been, since the start of the season, the only, one of the only 4 million playing defenders. I, I, can't, I can't believe that's not higher than 25%. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I thought it would be higher than that. Uh, I see him in a lot of teams online. So, yeah, surprised by that. Weird. So that's all right. So who are we gonna who we're gonna pull, chaps? Uh, who are we removing from our squads? Who have we run out of patience with? Uh, Phil. Um, well, this won't go down well with Northern folk who think I hate them all. But just pull Burnley. Don't bother. They're rubbish. They're horrible to watch. They don't make any game exciting. Even if you've got a Burnley player, it's, it's still a terrible game to watch on TV. So pull Burnley players from your team. They're all absolutely terrible. Pull watching Burnley from your weekend schedule. Save some time. Spend some time with your family. Garden. Wash up. It, anything. It'll be more fun than watching Burnley. So pull Burnley. Don't bother. All right. Shout out to all our friends in the north. Uh, and what about yourself? I've gone similar to Phil, actually. I've not gone oh, a particular... <laughs> again, it's North, it's Sheffield United who are getting my hit this week. So, again, they've had an absolutely shocking start to the season, haven't they? No goals, mm-hmm. three straight defeats. And I think, you know, I had uh, Egan in from the start um, this season. I've taken him out. I had Ramsdale in from the start. I've taken him out. And I certainly think if anybody had been persisting with Sheffield United players, now is the time to get rid Arsenal away. Uh, on Sunday and I cannot see any of those players picking up points. I think it'll be a full straight defeat for them and I don't think they'll be getting any goals either. Right. Over well, to uh, you. Is, is it that, Northern? Uh, it's not Northern, no. No, it's not. And um, yes. this, Is it Patrick Bamford? Well, obviously, well, uh, I would get rid of Patrick Danford, but no. <laughs> um, I, uh, I want to talk to you about somebody who a lot of folk have got and has spent a lot of money on him and they think he's going to come good. If I could just talk to you about Andre Shevchenko, he's not in the game now, and Fernando Torres, two big money strikers who arrived in Chelsea with a reputation and for whatever reason, it did not happen. Timo Werner, get rid, lads. I disagree. I've had enough. Get rid. I disagree. Mm-hmm. I'm with Michael, this he's too much money to keep in your team at the moment for me. He's gonna come good, and when he does, you'll want to have had him. He's cheaper than he was at the start of the game. I would, I would give him one more week. He's lost about seventeen percent of his ownership. He's down to about thirty percent. I think it was about forty-seven. Mm-hmm. I believe at the start, a lot of people plumped for him, and yeah, I had him in week one. I had him in week one. I was convinced he was going to hit the ground is. running, but he has not. What's Palace at home. Mm, How many, how many, you know, we were all playing this when uh, Torres was around. How many weeks did you give Torres, Phil? When he was at Chelsea? Chelsea. Well, he's going to come good. My short-term memory is terrible. My long-term memory is even worse. So Mm. um, I remember Fernando Torres as a player. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent work. And and I remember him winning the Champions League. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I probably had him in far too long, like I tend to have with most of my players. Mm. Yeah, Palace don't concede many goals, do they? So that's nothing. I know they're, I know Chelsea at home, but I, I have to agree with Mike. I would not be keeping Werner in my team if I had him. 
Palace don't concede many goals uh, does sound like the soundbite I'll start next week's podcast with. Every chance. Indeed. You heard it here first. <laughs> so looking um, ahead to next week's fixtures, um, are there any games that stand out for you, boys? Well, I've already mentioned... Um, <laughs> I've already mentioned who West Ham are playing. Uh, Leicester away. Um, so... I would be looking at that and thinking that's going to be a goal fest. If you can go to Man City and score five, I know we've talked about City being a team in transition. Um, but if you can go there um, and score five, then, you know, at, at home to West Ham, I would expect you to score uh, a fair few. Southampton against West Brom is an interesting one, I think, because you've got two teams there who um, have in patches in games put together really good performances but actually over 90 minutes haven't really done it I, like, I, I get that Southampton won and they got a clean sheet on Saturday night but it wasn't a spectacular performance from them um, and, and you know they played really well first half against Spurs and then fell to pieces their away record is better than their home um, they're against the West Brom side who actually against Everton first half again played really well they seem to be a bit of a first half team um, so does Southampton. So um, it'll be interesting to see who falls away first in the second half in that one. Um, but yeah, I, I, unusually, it's not a glamour fixture, but I, I'll, I'll be interested to see how that one pans out. I'll tell, tell you what's not a glamour fixture and something uh, that I won't be uh, watching on Saturday night. Newcastle Burnley. My goodness. It's just about to say, I saw that fixture and I thought, yeah, I know. I know Phil will be watching that. So Saturday night, I mean, I think I'd, yeah, I, I would prefer just to uh, have a sleep. <laughs> have an early night. Turn in early after the Man City Leeds game. Turn in early. Do not waste your time watching Burnley. Good grief. I mean, again, that's going to be quite, quite an interesting one to watch, isn't it? Leeds against Man City. Leeds dubbed the entertainers uh, thus far um, uh, at home to City, who uh, will score goals, but seemingly will concede goals too. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we get a similar game to that that Leeds had against Liverpool uh, game week one. Well, I think I think Man City came unstuck against Leicester because most teams go to the Etihad. It was at the Etihad, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, yeah. most teams go there and shut up shop from the start, whereas Leicester attacked and City weren't ready for it. And yeah. I think I think Leeds are another one of those teams. They're not going to sit back. I mean, if you sit back against City, you're going to get picked off eventually, so you may as well have a go. And Leeds with the uh, attacking force of Patrick Bamford. Come on. And, and to be fair, Harrison on the wing was putting in some incredible crosses. I think, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's a good asset as well, isn't he? He's, he's uh, I think he's about five and a half, Harrison. One of the um, funniest things about the, the weekend with Harrison, did you see he was celebrating as soon as he put the cross in? Yeah. Did yeah. you see that? He, he was celebrating before Bamford had even made contact with such, such, like such was his faith in Patrick Bamford. Absolutely. He's not listening to you, Mike. He's no. not listening to you. No, I mean, me, for me, the big question this weekend is uh, what minute will Man United get a penalty? I mean, we know they're going to get a penalty at some stage. It's just will it be after the full time whistle again or not? <laughs> oh, imagine, just imagine if Mourinho was the manager and the full time whistle goes. <laughs> and then, and then they call it back for a penalty for United. I mean, 
because they're at home to Spurs, aren't they, United? So. Yeah, that's an issue. I mean, United were obviously woeful against Palace. Uh, they were pretty lucky, weren't they, uh, at Brighton? And not just because they were awarded a penalty after the full-time whistle, but Brighton hit the, hit the, hit the uh, woodwork five, five times. So, yeah, I think that, that's going to be an interesting game. Are Man United now finally going to click into gear or are they going to be some of the Knights we've seen under Solskjaer, which is pretty laboured? Also, what Spurs are you going to get in that game? Because... Without Son, Kane is a very different player. You know, Kane was was dropping deep, and uh, and Son was getting in behind uh, against Southampton. Um, they combined nicely again yesterday. Um, so Kane is an out and out number nine. Um, that's that's a different prospect without without Son combining with him. I think. Hence, I'm comfortable enough to take him out this week and swap him out for Vardy. Um, I will bring him back in, I think, um, as per my master plan. But uh, yeah, it's it doesn't it doesn't excite me that as a game in 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 the way that a Man United Spurs game probably should. You know, if we go back a decade, that would have been a you know that really would have been a, a super Sunday, as they say. But um, it doesn't massively tantalise. I think with with Spurs, they've bought a lot of midfielders over the last couple of years. You have got Lacelso, Gelson, Fernandez, uh, Mora. Uh, who else have they? Undombele. Undombele. Hoiberg. Yeah. Bergwijn. Bergwijn. No one really creative. They haven't replaced Ericsson since he's left. I mean, it's hard to replace, but someone who can pick a pass and you need, you need that sort of creativity and maybe Undombele will, will produce the goods eventually, but they haven't how really. Long, how long until Gareth Bale's fit? Well, Anybody know? don't know. No, he was in the stands, wasn't he? Um, but yeah, yeah, it was. Will he sneak straight back into the team and give that that uh, creativity? Maybe. Uh, they need him to. Another team who've impressed me are Brighton. They're away at Everton, who have obviously Everton have started free from free, but Brighton have looked really good in every game. I know that obviously they lost um, to the to the handball um, uh, against United on Saturday, but they they've been really good. Mope. He's on pens and he's looking dangerous um, when he's him and Connolly aren't jumping on the floor. But I think um, Brighton might be a good a good place to get some cheap assets. Um, Trossard, he, he hit the post. <laughs> sure, we mentioned him earlier. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, you might have done. Uh, he, he hit the post. He got a perfect hat-trick of um, woodwork hits. Uh, he hit right, left and yeah. crossbar. And he looks so dangerous. I'd, I'd, um, I think he's six million. So he's he's again someone people can move to from Son if they wanted to for a week. He's just had his first call up for Belgium as well. So um, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a prospect. Another game you can't see that being nil nil, can you? Really, Everton Brighton. Can't see Don't many games being nil nil, can we? That's the reality of it. Um, no, this is true. So there we go, guys. Let's just quickly remind folk of uh, how they can get in touch with us. Uh, Phil, the Twitter handle is FPL threesome pod. Uh, and and uh, the, the, just a reminder folks to folks about the, uh, the, the punts. So fancy, uh, so it's hashtag fancy threesome punt. So pick a player with under 2% ownership and you could potentially screw one of us over next week by picking our captain. Hopefully that will be you, Anthony, because... Oh, I know you. I am just waiting for it. I a can't little... wait. I'd love it if I beat you. The smile. <laughs> oh, very, Kevin Ke- very Kevin Keegan. 
Uh, listen, um, if you'll indulge me, boys, uh, with the puns that I've been working on with my uh, Swery 11, I have come up with a, um, a, a, a small amount of goodbyes um, in the form of players. So, okay, uh, just, just before you do this, oh. we haven't gone over who, who our captain picks would be for this. Oh, I do apologise. Captain picks for this hey, week. Don't, don't apologise. You know, you've Sorry, been I'm focused just, elsewhere. I'm, I'm very excited about my, my player goodbye. Um, but uh, my captain pick this week is Jamie Vardy. Uh, home to West Ham, 12 yep. o'clock Sunday. Yes. And? Raul Jimenez for me, home to Fulham. He'll probably get injured in the warmer. Hello, Aguero, but Raul Jimenez. Fair enough, and I'm going to stick with Salah because he's the last game of the week. I know this this week, uh, so many captain fails, and even though Salah didn't produce uh, too much tonight, he got an assist. Uh, so I'm grateful for that. I think it's always nice to have a captain in one of the latter games of the game week. So you've got something to look forward to, even if the rest of your week has nosedived. So I'll go Salah. Oh, it's about time Villa conceded a goal as well. So no, to be a good shout. Yeah. Right, Mike, you've, you've set this up um, for a fall, but you've set it up. You, uh, you want to lead us out in a All right. well, wonderful way. Uh, thanks to Anne. Thanks to Phil. Uh, chiefly, thanks to the listeners. Uh, will Wayne Henner see you later? <laughs> <laughs> bye bye